Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part three, one broken family tree minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And joining me once again uh, is Michael Barrity. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, Nick, again, uh, as mentioned yesterday, we we lost him. He's having technical difficulties, so uh, he will not be joining us, but uh, he is forever in our thoughts. Yes. Um, so today we are going back to minute 23, which begins with Marty getting slapped. Yeah. And those are like some fairly firm slaps. Yeah. Those are some, those are some man slaps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and ends with Maggie introducing herself to a stunned Marty. Yes. Uh, so we're introduced to Seamus McFly, but... The larger issue at hand here will be Maggie, so I'm going to save Seamus for another minute. Okay. Um, to really get into him. But uh, Can I just say I do love these in-camera trick photography sort of shots so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that camera technique, it's, it was invented for Roger Rabbit, and uh, they decided, you know, to to reuse the technology it was one of the things that um one of the ways he was able to Zemeckis was able to go and do Roger Rabbit uh is that he was like he told Universal hey look we need to create a technology in order for us to do Back to the Future 2 I'm going to make Disney pay for it and then I'll be back right uh and they're like oh all right <laughs> sure Pretty solid plan, and it yeah. worked out pretty nicely. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. I, I, the the in camera stuff is it's really well done, uh, especially um, the in camera trick. Uh, I think it's in the next next minute or the last minute last mm-hmm. minute this week is insane. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, in in this case, I'm I'm assuming that the fence post is like the obvious edit point. Or like, right. or like right. clearest way for them to sort of make that one happen. Yeah, there's always a line. Usual, there's well, there's usually a line, right? Um, with the exception of Friday's minute, but right. uh, there's usually a hard line where you're like, oh, okay, there's there's where the cut is, um, and uh, but it does look really good. Now, we yesterday we had questions about what kind of farm this yeah. is. Now, well, is is it just this little? bit right behind him or is that entire thing behind, is this whole thing the mcfly farm like those two buildings in the background and everything uh i don't know but i would also like to point out that our scenery in carrying over from our last conversation the scenery is completely different there is lush greenery yeah. uh there are no red rocks around <laughs> We're just sud- we're suddenly in Hidden Valley. Yeah, like we- <laughs> the the moment you fall over that hill, it is nothing but lush, wonderful. Like it almost seems like we changed <laughs> seasons. Yeah. Um, there there appear to be, and I, we don't have the clearest of shots, but it's like some sort of livestock maybe behind him when he Looks calls like- to Maggie. 
Yeah, it looks like it, it could either be because it's it's black and they're black and white. So I it it seems like they're either some sort of like lamb or goat, goat yeah. kind of thing, or depending on how close they are to us, they could be chickens. Right. It's it's a pretty impossible call because they're just out of focus enough. Right. They're just uh, black and white blobs. Yeah, and not really moving. Yeah. Um, and then we have that wonderful spiral into Marty's face, and now we're back into the third time that we see it because we just have to hit these beats. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're completing the wake-up trilogy. Right. Um, with this uh, with this scene. But I do, I will say... In the rule of thirds, you know, we we had like the bit the first time it was just the gag of like, oh, it's his he's calling out to his mom, but it is and it is his mom, but she's young. And the second one, it's he's calling out to his mom and it is his mom, but she's got gigantic breast implants. Right. Um he isn't she isn't the mom that he remembers. And then here, I like that it's it knows that it's the third time that it's done this. Yes. And it is playing off that. Like, even Marty himself is playing off of the, okay, I have to say the, you're my, you're my, and then. And then, who are you? Yeah. You, wait, who who are you? I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately confused right now. What's going on? Uh, so I, I do like that. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a self-aware tongue-in-cheekness to this bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is just like one of those like oh we're doing this okay I guess we're just like yeah in it it half feels we're going through the motions and half feels clever it's always mm-hmm. one of those points like when I do watch and I'm like oh well we're we're here right um, and it's also funny because like in the in the first two correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't watched them in a while but. In the first two, they I know in the first one they do everything to obscure Leah Thompson. Like and, Right. And in this one, as soon as you hear they're there, she is being shown in right. just like it's her. Like it doesn't matter almost. Um, yeah. That's actually that is a little weird. She she's definitely obscured in the first one. In the second one. I, I remember us talking about it and that, that it was it was similar to this, not quite as ridiculously like you just see her in all her glory before the light is on. Right. Um, but uh, the joke with that wasn't that wasn't so much that it wasn't Leah Thompson in the second one. It was that the thing they were obscuring were her breasts. Right. And just like how done up and bedazzled she was. Right. It was it was the details that they were hiding. Right. Um, whereas here, they're not hiding anything. No. Because they're like, like, you don't really, like, although it is, I suppose, a little confusing just because you see her and you're like, wait, who is she? But then that keeps you in line with what Marty later asks. Right. Uh, I like that she just goes along with when he was like, I was in a Western that's not anything that really means anything to her, but she rolls with it. 
Right. Um, well, I mean, we we do that, right? Like we pander to people who are like half asleep and talking gibberish. Right. Yeah. You're like, okay, sure, buddy. Whatever you say, <laughs> you know. Um, I will say this. Uh, Marty should have permanent brain damage. Uh, <laughs> he was knocked unconscious for six hours. That is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's generally a problem with movies is that people are knocked unconscious for way longer than they should ever be unconscious mm-hmm. uh, at at five minutes. Like you should be calling an ambulance. Yeah, um, this was six hours. So just now now I'm just uh, looking out the window and going off of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that moonlight in the window? Yeah, yeah I think so. OK, OK. Just yeah. wanted to make sure, like, so he showed up at about noon. It's now six. It's evening time. Right. Uh, although, if I'm not... Okay, no, no, no. That's right. Okay. It's a very bright moon. It's a very bright moon. <laughs> yeah. Also, those <laughs> leaves don't look like the leaves outside the fly <laughs> farm, but, like, whatever. We're jumping well, all over the place. Yeah. The the terrain is uh, is nuts in the Old West. Yeah. Um, up was down, down, down was right, you know, whatever. Um, I do love that blanket that he's got around him. Yeah. In general, I really like everything going on in the McFly homestead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long they've lived there. I couldn't find details about that. I know when they moved to uh, America and made their way west, but I don't know how long they've been in Hill Valley. Uh, but they've got pretty nice things yeah. really and uh great textures in like yeah. the entire just every shot uh is really made up of like playing off of the darkness so you mm-hmm. just get to see like the pillows have a nice texture the uh the blanket does the walls have that nice like what i mean since it's planks it's got that the frilly um window or the curtains there we go and then like it's it's a really i mean even in the small amount that we're seeing of uh the homestead like it feels very warm lived in and rich yeah yeah the uh the set designers did a really great job yeah with this set um it's it's yeah it's it's just God, every 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 little like there's even the little detail. There's like I I I love I have a recurring theme with with me of just like noticing things that I know, you know, most people would probably just give credit to Zemeckis or whoever, but I just love watching movies and knowing that it's crew people who are never going to be notarized for what they've done for the for the movie but they're like storytellers in their own right you know and they're 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 like oh there's a reason for every single thing in this place you know it's not just because it looks good and like right next to the bed you can see like a like a half bottle of whiskey Mm -hmm. um and you know i just just things like that is just it's just interesting to me uh i i just the back to the future movies have really great uh, props people yeah they're i mean they are laden with detail that's just mm-hmm. wonderful i'm i'm very 
taken and i don't know why uh with there's a like a pitcher in the back uh mm-hmm. by the window that is like a green trim across it and i'm just like that seems like a really cool pitcher right like just i i would like to own a pitcher like that it just seems very springy and nice um but you know i i can i'll put that in my amazon wish list or whatever oh yeah it's it is nice uh, the headboard too the headboard oh, yeah. is gorgeous it's it's really nice <laughs> oh man um all right so let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room uh maggie yes. mcfly mhm so the whole thing with Maggie McFly, you know, it's it's Leah Thompson because they wanted to bring Leah Thompson back and they didn't have anything else for her to do in this movie. Right. And they also wanted to bring back, as we said, the the waking up scene. Um, they wanted to call that back one more time. So that's why it's Le- Leah Thompson. However, in the world of the movie – why Maggie Tom- why why Maggie McFly looks like Leah Thompson. Yeah. Um it's a bit peculiar. It is. It's it it I mean, you know, it is a broken family tree. Although uh, it is arguably better than having Michael J. Fox as I mean, because we've seen him already in drag before, uh playing his <laughs> playing Maggie would be more weird i'd say yes thank god for that (laughs) that uh that would have been really terrible uh the the explanations i have found of people trying to make sense out of this is that uh seamus and lorraine are somehow related to, or, or Seamus and Maggie are somehow related to the Banes in some way, and that George and uh, Lorraine are distant cousins. Because so then we've got like a pseudo incestuous family tree. Yeah, to but but generations generations back, like because right. I, I I think the the idea would be that Maggie's family from Ireland mm-hmm. eventually became the Baines, who then had Lorraine, right? Uh, and then and and so it's it's like distant cousins sort of thing, mm. uh, in the way that if you go far enough back, you know, there's only like like a like a like a billion like main bloodlines or something like that, you know, and everyone kind of comes through from those uh, after, you know, 60 or so generations. Right. Uh, But yeah. So, I mean, it's, that works a little bit like, it's just that I would be interested to see what, what her family from Ireland is named and, how they eventually became Banes, but I think that's really the only ex- like explanation. Yeah, it. I mean, it strikes me as a bit of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, like good, good on them for being like, "That's how we did it. That's how right. we did it." Now, shut up. <laughs> right. 
Bob Gill's explanation is that McFly men are just attracted to women who look like Leah Thompson. Um, that's his little tongue-in-cheek explanation. I like uh, him for that reasoning. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's that's all. Whatever. Wouldn't you be attracted to Leah Thompson? And it's like, well, you have a point, Bob Gale. Yeah. You have a point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Seamus and, uh, and, and Maggie come from a town in Ireland called uh, Ballybohill. Great, great. Yeah. And, uh, and, and came to America in the early 1800s, eventually ending up in Hill Valley. Gotcha. So uh, they haven't been in America that long. That only, is true. only about, uh, you know, no longer than five years. Uh, and they've managed pretty well looking at what could be their entire farm. Right. Like, I mean, but at the same time, if we are 20 miles out from town, Maybe it's just nobody wants that land. And so they're like, all right, we just get to expand. Great. This is all ours. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's entirely possible. And, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, at this point in, hist- in American history, uh, f- the general sentiment was we're cool with the Irish, Correct. Ooh, I think in the West, I don't, I don't think they cared as much about the Irish. I think it was more of an Eastern thing. Right. I'm just, I know that there was definitely some, some tensions between the various country, you know, where you were from. Um, it was the- around, it was around here because it was, it was the Industrial Revolution or like right before the Industrial mm-hmm. Revolution, I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been a right around here. Yeah. Um, when does gang, Gangs of New York take place? That is a great question that I don't immediately have an answer to. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be the answer, I would say. Right. Uh, I, I was thinking about it and like, I was like, I don't know when it's set. Gangs of New York, uh, 1860s, Lower Manhattan. Okay. So just before this. Yes. Uh in the grand scheme of all life on this planet. Right. Um, but it's like 20, 20 years before this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Cause I think, I think at this point, the big racial issue was the Chinese, right? Right. I mean, any, any different other just gets the short end of the stick. And I do believe that, yeah, the West had the Chinese getting, a lot of uh, mistreatment. Right. Uh, but I was just thinking, like, maybe that's the reason. But, I mean, doesn't... And this is jumping ahead, uh, and forgive me, and if this is uh, beyond the point of protocol, please let me know. But okay. doesn't Mad Dog have beef with McFly and doesn't like him coming into town? He does, but we don't ever find out why. So I, I think the assumption would be that he is just racist against Irish people. Okay. I wasn't sure if maybe, you know, like the the argument could be made that like, oh, the entire town is racist against Irish people. And that is why they are 20 miles out of the town, out of town. <laughs> right. But that's a, that's actually a good point. But I, I do I do think it is just him. Mm-hmm. primarily and it is that's a thing that never goes away because biff is also he makes he makes uh irish racist jokes uh to george 
um, mm. in the fifties. He he calls him an Irish bug because his name's McFly. Um, gotcha. So you know the the Tannins not uh, not fans of the Irish, apparently. right? Long standing racists. <laughs> yeah, long standing racists indeed. Uh, that is all I have uh, for this minute. Um, not to not to end on a on a on a racist note, but I mean um, we're not being racist. It's, that's true. <laughs> it's the tannins who are racist, right? I will I will say just while we're commenting on like the unsung heroes of Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, Maggie's got a smart outfit on, like it's, she does. It's quite modest, but like she looks like somebody who just like. She gets stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's good because it looks like it's the kind of outfit that she would need to wear to double between doing, you know, stay at home mom stuff and farm stuff. Right. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's a, it, it is a smart outfit. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was just like. Well, while we're singing praise, I mean, costumes in general are very fun in the whole Back to the Future series. Oh, yeah. Back to the Future 2 is obviously the shining star of that, just for what the future holds now Mm -hmm. past. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just thought I should give give a little kudos. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 24. And uh, in the meantime, if uh, you want to check out the other podcasts that we have at DuelingGenre.com, you can do that. Go to uh, go to the website and check those out. We have The Doctor's Companion, which is a Doctor Who podcast where Nick and our co-host Cassandra and I, we, uh, we talk about Doctor Who one doctor at a time. And uh, I believe we are um on hiatus at this point i think if i'm doing my math correctly uh we're recording in advance um but uh i believe we're waiting for the new season to start um and uh and then we'll be talking about the new season but uh in the off season typically uh we talk about uh the the like the third story by the first doctor and then the third story by the second doctor and so forth and so on until we go back to the start and do the fourth story and whatnot um so uh if you if doctor who is your thing and you've never watched the classic who uh or if you have go uh go check out uh, the doctor's companion because we do recap every episode as we go um in hopes that we will get listeners who haven't seen classic who but are interested in doctor who in general so uh go check that out and uh all of the other podcasts on duelinggenre.com and we'll be back tomorrow bye guys Bye.